It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and your if mouth, you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go Are ahead. You ready? No, I said, Are you ready? That was good. Glad you finally decided to pull that giant stick out of your butt and have some fun for once in your life. You're uneducated, Marks. You sit there on your phones, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth the damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death. Oh, shit. Let me move my water over. Let's get GM mode started on my screen so I can go ahead and see what's popping. My computer right now sounds like a jet engine. It's running a little too hard. That's concerning, but we're going to carry on with this episode anyway. There we go. Get GM mode started. Okay. Opening clip. I'm ready to play this opening clip because this, this clip gets me fired up. This promo from Drew McIntyre this past week on Raw. This shit gets me fired up. I'm not here to fight Seth. We've got our match at day one, Seth. I'm here to tell you that I am proud of you. There are so many people back there turning a blind eye, kissing arse when it comes to CM Punk, but not kissing you. Kissing You walked out here, you looked him right in the eye, you told him the truth exactly the way it needed to be said and that my friend is a real leader and look at you you're on top of the world right now your mm. world heavyweight champion Sitting there. It's you're lonely at the top heading into the festive season you're in front of basically your home crowd right now all singing your song oh don't get them started don't get them started. We got them started. We got Rollins and Omega in a steel cage match. The main event of WCW tonight. Get to go home, spend it with your family, and that's been the case for you for years. And Recently, I've been doing a lot of reflection. I've been talking a lot about my family and the sacrifices they've made because I had a chance to go home not long ago. And I started to see things I didn't like so much. I started to feel a certain way. I started to feel guilt. I started to see my family members getting older. I started to see my dad getting older. And after 16 years, for the first time ever, I questioned, is this all worth it? This is something I felt that you couldn't understand, you couldn't possibly relate to, but you can. Oh? There's somebody in your household, somebody you share your life with, your wife is the exact same position I am, all the way across the world, chasing this dream, doing whatever she can to make it happen, sacrificing every single week and sacrificing Mm. that time with her family. Mm. Shouts out to Becky Lynch. And you've been part of those difficult conversations. And the good conversations, you know, man, I wish I could make this wedding back home, but there's a big show coming up and I can't let the fans down. Can't do that. And then the can't difficult let us down. conversations. When a family member gets sick. Be when a parent gets sick. My mom, her dad. And all we want to do is be by their side and hold their hand and be there for them when they're going through it. But they tell us, don't you dare come home. You keep chasing that dream and you make it happen. And that's exactly what we did. But then suddenly they're not here anymore. (laughs) Seth, look me in the eye. Look him in the eye. I don't want your title. I need your title. What's the British I need saying? that validation. I have to know all these sacrifices were worth it. I have to know the hurt that I caused them was for nothing. And I'm willing to hurt you for everything. I will do whatever it takes to take that title from you at day one.
He sounds like a fucking witch. An evil fucking goblin witch with that squeal. He said, Sounds like a damn pterodactyl with that squeal. My my goodness. Ugh, that's gonna haunt my ears forever. Well, everybody, welcome to the holiday episode of Wrestling in the Middle. Nothing too big, nothing too extravagant. Just got a little bit of GM mode going here and we're enjoying it. We're picking the grand finale uh oh what are those motherfuckers called the grand finale shakeup it's like the superstar shakeup this is why i need my co-host dylan here but unfortunately he is not here this week as i have given him the christmas week off because it's the holidays everybody gotta give your friends and family some time off give them some time to chill plus he wasn't feeling too good as i expressed in the last episode the last time you heard me here we were wishing him well and we're still wishing you well dylan come back next week for the new year's episode and that's our big episode coming up today yeah we got our little holiday episode and we're gonna have fun i'm excited to sit here and talk about some wrestling with you guys but next week finally we are entering the new year's episode we are doing our awards and the voting has been pretty fucking surprising i will say and we're not going to get into this. We're not going to get into that. We are going to get into Raw, which, as you just heard, passionate-ass promo from Drew McIntyre. Absolutely tore my heartstrings a little bit. And honestly, it put me in my feels and made me root for Drew McIntyre a little bit again. I don't know how he keeps doing this, but he, he says some shit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm behind you, Drew. I'm all the way behind you. Let's see. Let me. And again, this is going to be like the Thanksgiving special. I'm going to have my attention diverted over to the GM mode screen as well. So when you hear me make random references like, what are we doing with the British Bulldog? What's Swerve Strickland doing? That's just me playing GM mode. That's just me focusing in on what we got going on on the GM mode screen. And luckily, it's not two hours like it was on the Thanksgiving special. Honestly, that was a bit overwhelming on my end. That's not even why I didn't do it again. It was just a bit overwhelming. And I wanted to keep this Christmas episode uh, the regular hour we schedule every Monday. Just because it's the holiday weekend and I want to see my family too, you know. I work really hard at this podcast, as Dylan will gladly tell you. Anybody in my life will gladly tell you. I put way too much time into this show, but it means that much to me. So I don't mind doing it. Same time, we gotta prioritize the important things in life. And I think I think I learned that from doing this show, from having to deal with the IWC toxicity so much and the tribalism on the internet so much. I think it really always puts it back into perspective for me what's important in life. And so that said, let's continue on with a little bit of wrestling. This is a wrestling show. We're not here to talk about sentimentals. We're here to watch some GM mode shit. We're here to talk about the seasonal Miracle on 34th Street fight, which opened up the show. And we saw R-Truth versus JD McDonough with the extra stipulation that the loser leaves Judgment Day and R-Truth wins it. I have no fucking idea what we're doing with this or where that's going or how we're gonna uh, continue that storyline into what direction but interesting the best i can say is fucking interesting my goodness becky also absolutely cooks nia jacks up on the microphone unfortunately gives her the chance to talk herself that part sucked, but we made it through and got a pay-per-view match set up, which honestly, looking ahead, this day one pay-per-view looks pretty fucking solid. I'm not going to lie, that day one pay-per-view card is starting to look pretty solid. Another solid thing was another classic IC title match, and I think now we can solidify the statement, Gunther is the greatest IC champion of all time. Maybe Jericho still gives him a run for his money, but Gunther is a legit pick for greatest IC champion of all time. Miz can't wrestle for the title for the remainder of his reign, for the remainder of Gunther's reign, unfortunately. And I think Miz and 
many senses, will always still be a part of that conversation as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. But after this little stint, I I think that's what this was for Gunther, was putting him over into that position of, yes, he's held it one time. He's held it longer than any man has ever held it before, and he has raised the prestige even higher than that title's prestige already was at. That title is no secret one of the most prestigious titles in all of professional wrestling and the man holding it has elevated it to a caliber above that where a couple of weeks ago we had a conversation dylan and i about what if gunther raised the prestige on this title so much to where we just started to consider it a world title because it almost starts to feel that fucking important now and who takes it off of him that's the big question that's the big question, and I'm, I think that's why WWE continues to do these long-ass title reigns. It's like, who beats them? Who beats Roman Reigns? Who beats Gunther? It's, it's interesting when you have a long-term champion to see, like, okay, well, then who is the next standard flag bearer? Who is the guy or girl, let's not be sexist here, that is going to elevate past what this superstar is doing? Seriously, like... Roman Reigns loses that title after fucking 1,400 days, whatever. Who who continues that legacy? Who elevates that legacy? Good fucking questions to be had. I'm just saying. Ugh. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, the American Nightmare Before Christmas. Sorry, don't sue me, please, Disney. I wasn't trying to slip up. I just make mistakes sometimes. And I'm sorry, Shinsuke, for getting your story wrong because Shinsuke fucking nailed this. The American Nightmare Before Christmas was a spectacular novel. Cody Rhodes, however, did not love it so much and beat up Shinsuke. But same time, I loved it. What a what a clusterfuck of a note that was too. I I swear I'm gonna get sued by Disney if I don't stop messing up live on air. Speaking of fucking up. WWE fucks up for wishing Trish Stratus and Stone Cold a happy birthday, but not Rob Van Dam. And I guess I see why. Maybe. Same time, it's fucked up. That's my man. That's my guy. If Dylan were here, I feel like he would be equally as pissed. What he wouldn't be pissed about, though, is new women's tag team champions, Kaden and Katana. I know he would be happy about this. Despite how cheesy their gimmick is to me, it is nice, admittedly, to see the titles be on a legit tag team and start having direction. And I wonder, I wonder the question now, like, has the curse been lifted? Can we say that the women's tag title curse has been lifted? Probably not. It's still way too fucking early for that. But I can say, admittingly, it is nice to see it on a different tag team. And that's not to say that... Uh, it wasn't working with Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. It it was actually getting super entertaining, and I think that's why WWE pulled the plug on it. It's because sometimes they have a habit of doing that where they're just like, hey, I'm going to pull the plug on something. Now let's get a little bit of momentum. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm allowed to take that direction with it either. Also, as you can see here on the GM mode screen, screen ugh, excuse me, a little tongue-tied this morning, we're watching... Bray Wyatt's entrance on WWE 2K and that was a little bit different of a thing I did on this episode was the first GM mode special we did we didn't play any matches until the pay-per-view but I decided for my own benefit and my own entertainment during this GM mode special to play through one of the matches and so I played an intercontinental title match featuring Bray Wyatt and this entrance is just spectacular Rest in peace to Ray Wyatt, man. Rest in peace. Looking back at Raw, as good as a match that it was, I knew they wouldn't have the Creed Brothers beat the Judgment Day. Take it a step further, actually. I knew it would be a classic and then end abruptly with a South of Heaven chokeslam. Don't ask me how I know all this. It was just that predictable in my brain. It that I just saw it all. I saw the whole vision of the finish of that match before it ever happened. It's how my brain works sometimes. Also, 
thank you, a little special thank you to one of our favorite sponsors, Retro Hall. Always throwing us great deals, always hooking us up. You can go check them out at 405 North Grant in downtown Odessa, Texas. We're having a good time down there every fucking weekend seeing our friend Zach. And he's always so kind to help us out and support this show. And again, one of our favorite sponsors. Go check out Retro Hall. Going back here, look at this. We got Wade Barrett entering as the Intercontinental Champion. No, he's not a commentator in WW2K. You can wrestle as him. Oh, man. Underrated, in my opinion, Wade Barrett was. Another underrated wrestler in the same kind of category description, too, as Wade Barrett. Ridge Holland interrupts Dragunov to pitch the redemption of Ridge to us. Interesting. And we're going to come back to this. I'm going to leave you on that little bit of a cliffhanger. We're going to come back to this. Eddie Thorpe challenging Dijak to a match in NXT Underground. And I had no idea we were bringing this back. Is Shane McMahon back? That, the first question. First question. Is Shane McMahon back? Raw Underground was a complete flop. And I... Why repurpose it into NXT? Like, I'm I'm baffled by it still. How long is it going to be a thing, too? Like, is this now a, a reoccurring thing weekly on NXT? Are we doing NXT Underground every week? I'm... I'm scared to think that that might be true. Again, is Shane McMahon back? Is Shane McMahon pulling some strings here? I have to, I have to think either he is or... Okay. What if Triple H is just saying, you know what? Let's throw some fucking curveballs in this. Let's take some Shane McMahon's ideas. Let's take some of Shane McMahon's ideas. Ugh, I can't talk for shit. That's because I'm getting so heated on this theory here. What if... Literally, they're seeing uh, a downpour in ratings a little bit, and they're like, hey, let's look at what Shane McMahon was doing a couple years ago. Let's retry some of those ideas. Shane McMahon had some brilliant ideas, but Raw Underground is not one of those ideas. I'm sorry. And NXT Underground, I don't think is going to be any much better. But hey, you know what? Benefit of the doubt. Let's give it a chance. Another instance of giving things chances let's give dragon lee's nxt north american title reign a chance because he's he's been a pretty solid champion up to this point and it's still very early in this title reign but he has been a solid champion retains on nxt and uh i'm wondering how long this reign will continue but i can't help but be like remiss to not mention that this should have been Wesley's run, right? Like, I'm really sad, and I hope he gets better soon, as we know he's not projected to. He could be out for quite some time again. And that that fact, I feel like it doesn't, of course, diminish Dragon Lee's title reign in any sense, but it, it leaves that back footnote. Like, yeah, but what if this had been Wesley's run? Because, again, that said, like, Dragon Lee is having already a solid run and defending it on multiple shows in great matches. So, again, this would Wesley be on SmackDown? Again, we'll we'll get on to SmackDown a little later, right? But would Wesley be defending it on SmackDown against Pete Dunne? You gotta ask yourselves those kind of questions. Now. We're going to fast forward back to the main event because I don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger too long. And we're going to get back on Dragunov and Ridge Holland because this is the main story that came out of NXT. Good match. Arguably great match. I don't think you could say great match when you only have a limited amount of uh, what could have been potentially a five-star match. Like, Yeah, you can call it a great match, but I know caliber of wrestlers you're looking at could be an even greater match. So, despite quality of match, it abruptly closes with Dragunov being stretched off, and this is how NXT closes off the air, right? We see Dragunov being stretched off. It's a scary moment. It legitimately is because you don't... I'm not going to sit here and say you don't play with injuries like that. This isn't something new, and we'll, I'll get on that in a second. But 
later on in the night, we start hearing reports that this is actually just an angle and that Ilya is not actually injured. But instead, WWE is creating a storyline based around the fact that Ridge Holland injured Big E seriously and questionably ended his career. And stretchers and fake injuries, like I said, them being in storylines, that's not a new concept. Stretches and fake injuries and storylines, that's not a new concept. That's how I started this opinion. I think we need to characterize that and add context that it does add a whole suspenseful narrative dynamic that captivates our attention, right? We see somebody get stretched off. We are into that shit. I think, though, where people are okay to have the opinion that it is distasteful is when the storyline has some hidden realism to it i.e. the fact that Big E was seriously injured and taken out by an accident, all capital letters when I write this down, an accident, I have to point that out. It was an accident, and I'm not trying to accuse Ridge Holland of anything, but to base this angle around that, it's a hard gray area for certain. And I would love to hear Dylan's thoughts, because he is like my NXT expert when it comes to this time of the show this is where he really shines and that's why before i even started this episode i text him just kind of curious uh ask him how he felt about it he said and i quote it's kind of distasteful but more so confusing and i think that's how a lot of people really feel about it is again you're right to think it's distasteful also quick break Congratulations to Bray Wyatt, our new Intercontinental Champion in our GM Mode Special. So, sorry, back to our NXT note here. You have the right to think it's distasteful, and I might agree with you. I might not, because it's not new in wrestling to do this. But to do it in this manner, with this being the premise of what it's based around, it's not a good look. We'll, we'll leave you there. It's not a great look, but in the wise words, and I can never quote this enough, in the wise words of Matthew Moore Hardy, let it play out. That's what we're going to do. We're going to let it play out. Now, let's head over to good old Dynamite. Light the fuse. Swerve Strickland picks up a hard fought victory and a banger of a match to open dynamite so we know for sure now we're getting john moxley and swerve strickland in the finals uh or the semi-finals excuse me of the continental classic be the finals of the gold side kenny omega injured and i hope he gets well soon we here at wrestling in the middle kenny omega love you and wish you well and wish you a speedy recovery and are so sorry to hear that you will not be wrestling anytime soon but just know that the whole entire pro wrestling world loves you, and the ones who don't do not matter in this conversation. Get well soon, Kenny. MJF and Joe fighting the Devil Crew in ROH tag title match next week. We also get an interaction between Swerve and MJF, and it gets juicy. Boy, does it get fucking juicy. Also, what's juicy, Rio getting an AEW Women's World Title match at World's End. Another pay-per-view card that's just starting to look really stacked up. So now we got both companies, WWE and AEW, putting on stellar-ass pay-per-views. And that also brings me to a SmackDown point I can't wait to bring up. Uh, we'll get into later, but SmackDown bringing New Year's Revolution to television it, in like a weird bring-back way. Again, we'll get to that in a second, but... That's cool. That's cool. Another cool thing, main event between John Moxley and Jay White, where we see Jay White pick up the win, making things interesting. A three-way semifinal match between Moxley, Strickland, and Jay White, making my theory of Jay White winning it all still possible. Again, this tournament started my prediction. Jay White versus Brian Danielson in the finals. Sorry if you hear my pen clicking too much. I'm on a roll and I'm moving my pen. Brian Danielson versus Jay White. Finals of the Continental Classic with Jay White going over on Brian Danielson. That's how I predicted it, and it's still a possibility. But that said, also, as a fan, no, I am rooting for Brian Danielson all the way still. 
It, it's it's not gonna not be a thing. Sorry. It was it was fun watching Dynamite this week too. I didn't get to watch Dynamite on TV last week, and a uh, quick mention here too: the footage from my week at All Elite Wrestling and Ring of Honor in the DFW area. It's still coming. We've been having some computer troubles. I don't know why I keep saying we like Dylan's here and having them too. I've been having some computer troubles. I run this whole show off of my laptop and I've been having to go through some maintenance stuff and I'm I'm literally on GarageBand for this episode today because again, I'm going through some computer maintenance, but that footage is still coming. I want to let you know that and just trying to get everything all situated and get all my ducks in a row per se but it was good to watch dynamite and rampage on my tv this week rampage opened up with another solid orange cassidy international title defense like the 40th or 50th one of those to be honest it's like second rain keeps having fucking solid matches but same time and this is what i'm putting in the poll this week what do you prefer as a fan? Everybody has their preference and their vices, but just curious, like, majority sense, do you prefer to watch it on TV or do you prefer to be there live? Because I think in a majority of sense, I prefer to be there live, but when you've been to a string of live shows for a period of time and you get a little burnt out, it's so nice to come home and watch it on TV and get the professional camera view. There's so many spots that look cool in a tv shot that you don't really get to see the same live and likewise there's spots you see live that don't look the same as it does on tv so perspective something interesting to add to the poll here let's shift on back over to gm mode real quick let's see what eo sky is saying she wants to be in a match with core jade and we should trust her on this that sounds like a great idea. Uh, it's fun bringing this GM mode to the episode, too. Like, yeah, we're having fun. We're sitting here. We're talking about wrestling. We're about to dive into SmackDown, which is a fucking packed SmackDown. But why not watch me as Kurt Angle book SmackDown at the same time? With Taz as the Universal Champion, Bray Wyatt as the Intercontinental Champion. Claudio and Farouk as the tag team champions. Man, this is beautiful. Okay, back to SmackDown in real life here. Cross off my note. Nick Aldis announces SmackDown New Year's Revolution. Side note, cool but weird revamp. And the main event of this New Year's Revolution SmackDown is a triple threat to determine the number one contender. We got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus LA Knight. And I'm glad I said it that way because if you heard the way Nick Aldis said it, it felt weird because he talked like this for a minute and it just it threw me off. Randy Orton likely to win, I would say, but AJ Styles also just as likely if it wasn't for his slacks. So only note I'm going to make on AJ Styles today is the slacks are they holding him back are they excelling him forward i argue the slacks hold your backs wasn't sure what i was getting with eight hour eight hour excuse me wasn't sure what i was getting with an eight woman holiday havoc tag match but it was entertaining alba fire and isla dawn showed up Eerily, uh, let me let me highlight that eerily to attack the Kabuki Warriors. Part of damage control. We're still doing that, by the way. <laughs> so entertaining match altogether. But why are we having Alba Fire and Isla Dawn interfere with part of damage control? And are we breaking damage control up? And I feel like I just exit with more questions than I really should. Good match. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me, by the way. Pete Dunne gets a North American title shot. We mentioned that earlier, and now we're back to SmackDown, so let's talk about it a little bit. We don't expect Dunne to win, but to say he's jobbing is also a stretch. He's putting guys over, yes, 
but also being shown well. And I think there's still room for him and the company to be more than what he is now. I think you can look at him currently and say, okay, he's jobbing out to people. And it's not a fair assessment to make because I feel like when you're jobbing out to people, of course, you're literally no-naming every mid-card match and just putting guys over. And I don't think every time you lose to somebody, that's you putting them over. I think even in loss, you can be put over. That's a great example is like Sami Zayn versus John Cena, right? Sami Zayn isn't going to beat John Cena for the U.S. title. But John Cena does a hell of a job making Sami Zayn look like he's almost going to beat John Cena for the U.S. title. Like, Pete Dunne is just precariously being put in that position over and over again. And I think that's where he gets the reputation of being a jobber. Just, there's my note on Pete Dunne. And... As you can tell, not once during that did I call him Butch. I still refuse. I'm glad it doesn't bother him, but it bothers me. It bothers me because it's such a stupid, silly name for somebody who already has such prestige to his in-ring name, Pete Dunn. Mic drop. The fucking mic drop right there. Roman Reigns. <laughs> back, to, back to the notes here. Roman Reigns tries to make Nick Aldis acknowledge him. Doesn't go his way. But I think he's going to beat Nick Aldis's ass later down the line. So, y'all forget too. Like, Nick Aldis isn't just some Joe Schmo rando who pulled up into the SmackDown general manager position. No, he is a legitimately great wrestler. And you should go watch some of his stuff in TNA Impact. Also, if anybody is bored and not doing shit and super into TNA right now, contact me because this show is looking for a TNA correspondent. We have so much shit to do and we can never seem to keep up with enough. And the one thing I can't keep up with enough at all anymore is definitely Impact. TNA, again, I, I, I only want to start calling it TNA from this point forward. So, if anybody wants to apply to be our TNA correspondent, we can't pay you very much money at all. Like, very very little money can we pay you, but you will be a vital contribution to the show and will be paid according to what we make versus what we intake. So, there you go. Break the financials down later. If you're looking to be the TNA correspondent, contact me. You can message me either at the show's Twitter at Wrestling Middle, at my Twitter, at Five Star Basili, or just contact the show's email, WrestlingMiddle at gmail.com. Angel and Umberto join Escobar and help him advance to the finals of the U.S. title tournament against Kevin Owens, who gets one over on Carmelo Hayes, and we, we see a good match there, which I'm really starting to wonder about Carmelo Hayes, man. What's... What's the plan here with Carmelo? I can't I can't see the vision for him in NXT or in SmackDown. It's it's kinda frustrating. And at the same time, hey, listen to Matt Hardy's advice and let it play out. That that was me talking to myself, by the way. That was me talking to myself. Doing an episode by yourself, that's how it feels sometimes. Just talking to yourself. Okay, gotta got okay. Get Okada some injury rehab. Back to GM mode for a moment. I'll scratch my back. I got an itch on my back. Adam Cole, baby. Him and Osprey got a fucking feud of this injury. So, back to Real World SmackDown. AJ wrestles in his slack some more and proves they can't hold him back, but it still feels weird to me. I think I want to do a whole through the table on AJ Styles slacks. I think that's actually a pretty entertaining idea for an episode. Let's do a whole through the table one week on AJ Styles slacks. And they're not holding him back. And that fact alone, AJ Styles slacks not holding him back, leads me to potentially believe that maybe he will win. 
the triple threat at New Year's Rev- Revolution. I wanted to say resolution because I got some resolutions to make myself. But what's cool is as many resolutions as I want to make for 2024, I don't have any more bucket list wrestlers to see. And what I mean by that is for years and years, I had a bucket list of wrestlers I'd never saw live that I needed to see live. And in 2023, I, I watched them all. That part's always going to feel really great to me. It was like, and it was such a random list too. It was like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, uh, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. And I saw all four of those guys this year. It's really, really cool. Well, to be fair, Brock Lesnar, I saw 2022, but who's, who's here for the logistics of it? We're just here for GM mode, right? What do we even got going on? As you can tell, I'm at the end of my notes as far as this past week. Now we look forward to the holiday weekend and what we got going on on the holiday bash of Collision tonight as well. I know we don't have Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega. Mm, Veto random start, yeah. Me looking for payback. Because fucking Adam Pearce in NXT hit me with a, oh, what was it, a double cost on one of these. And I was like, okay, you little fucking bitch. I threw Adam Pearce one back. Excuse me while I cough real quick. (coughs) Tis the season to be wheezing. I always say tis the season to be sneezing. Let's look at this collision card tonight. I already can tell you right now it's stacked from the fact that we get Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli. I don't even have to look it up to tell you that that's what I'm most excited for. But I am looking up, and that's why I'm stalling. Do-do-do-do, looking it up. Oh, come on. Every time I look up at the GM mode screen, and this is this is always how it seems to be. You look up at the GM mode screen and like ain't shit going on at that moment because it's me trying to figure out, okay, what rivalry am I running? Am I running Taz and RVD? Am I running Jamie Hayter and EO Sky? There's no telling. Why can't I get the card? Normally it just pulls the card up like immediately and you can see that, but this time it did no such thing. Finally, the card has come back to my phone screen. Well, we're going to hear from the TNT champion Christian Cage. We know that much. And I'm a little remiss that I'm not going to be here live because it's in San Antonio, Texas. Just four and a half hours away from here. But that week in Dallas, guys, man, it, it really, really not only took a lot out of me physically and mentally, Took a lot out of me financially being on that trip. So, plus you don't have to go to every show. We got, and this is this is why I don't have to go to the show because I already know what's going to happen with Brian Cage and Keith Lee. We're just going to see a lot of meat flopping around. We're going to see a lot of meat being slapped around. And we get Julia Hart and Sky Blue versus a returning Thunder Rosa and Abaddon. And I'm so I'm so sorry that this is gonna offend some people to say this. Seeing Thunder Rosa return live did nothing for me. It I felt so dull when I saw her return. I was just like, who is that? That that can't be Ty Mello. Who is that? Oh shit, that's Thunder Rosa. I felt so bad too that like I felt no energy, and I honestly think maybe that return was suited better for this collision she should have returned live in san antonio in a hometown crowd like i feel like she would have got a better reception there than she did at collision at the colwell center in garland so different strokes maybe some other people felt great about it we're also getting a trios title match tonight versus the claimed versus top flight 
uh, and Action Andretti, who are on a roll, of course, since that uh, six-man match on Rampage. And that was fucking amazing to witness live. I'm hoping we can bring that kind of energy to tonight's collision. Now, looking at all three of these Continental Classic matches, it's going to be a good card tonight based on wrestling purism. On a, on a caliber of wrestling purism, we're getting a good card tonight. Because we got Andrade versus Eddie Kingston. You're going to hear some fucking chops slapping throughout the arena. We got Brody King versus Daniel Garcia. <laughs> It's going to get noisy in that arena. And then what I'm sure is going to be the main event, but who knows, maybe it'll even be the opener. We got Claudio Castagnoli versus Brian Danielson. Honestly, saying that out loud just feels like main event of the night. So we'll see what will be and what won't be, but I know for 100% certainty it's going to be a good card. Not so good that I'm just so remiss to not be there, though. I'll tell you what. Uh, back to GM mode here. I mean, that's basically all we have left today is just GM mode. So now let's just, like, literally hang out and watch GM mode unfold. Free arena booking. I love being on top, but I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. I've been putting my everything into that WCW show, and... It, I cannot get it to be number one. It's not the worst thing because my SmackDown show is number one, but it's not the best thing. I got Dragonov, Osprey, Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Okada. Like, I stacked this WCW card up, and, <laughs> and I'm number two. And all I could accompany was second best. Let me scroll through the Twitter sphere a little bit. I uh, I posted a pretty funny thing on the Wrestling Middle Twitter page today. It's time to ask the hard-hitting questions. Who's picking the kids up from soccer? We got 2005 Chris Jericho versus 2016 AJ Styles with the soccer mom haircuts. Oh, man. Gonna look through the internet, but what's cool about this is this isn't even gonna be my job anymore my amazing i cannot ever stress this enough she puts in the work and she puts up with my shit my amazing girlfriend Alyssa nicole who on this show we like to call ally hot takes because she comes in with the hot takes it's, it's pretty fiery <laughs> uh she is now offering her services and going to become our new social media correspondent because she can deal with the tea I can't. I can't do it, man. I can't do it with y'all. Y'all get fucking toxic, and I can't sit there and spend so much time during my day sifting through all the fucking negative bullshit y'all put online to try to make a positive platform for this show. So, honestly, what we're going to start doing is putting that shit on blast. What we're doing here at Wrestling in the Middle is trying to make a positive platform for people to just come and talk about pro wrestling. So where and when we see those things that are trying to detour our mission, our sole purpose on this planet, we're going to call it out, we're going to put it on blast, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Okay, here's a little bit of tea for you. Three years ago, today, Velveteen Dream had his final WWE match. Let that one sink in. Digest that one. Did you digest it? How do you feel about it? Velveteen Dream is not going to be wrestling ever again. I, I am curious. I don't think I necessarily want to know, but like... Wonder whatever did happen to that guy. I'll do it just for the sake of trying to help y'all out, but I don't actually care what happened to Patrick. We're going to Patrick Jr.'s Instagram. He's an actor. He's an actor now. 
Mm-mm-mm. One day ago on the Instagram, blessed this morning, I got to witness the magical experience of breakfast being birthed right before my eyes. This bad boy was laid at exactly 8.01 a.m. And you can see I couldn't kick my boots off fast enough. And the words of Dwight Eubanks, to us, to love, babe, and a whole lot of money. Well, I'm glad you're making money, man. I guess not so much, but again, I'm not here to make negative takes on it. It's just he was not in the right, and now he's just an actor. Now he's just out here modeling and acting. He's still followed by Renee Paquette, Matt Cordona, Ringside Society, Ronda Rousey, Jim Ross, Chris Jericho, and Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Shinsuke doesn't know he still follows him, though, to be fair. To be fair, I don't think Shinsuke really knows that he follows him. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know that. That's That's an assumption on my part. Here's a interesting one, and this is, well, first let me read the article, and then let me call out the uh, guy who's being stupid. WWE's Madison Square Garden live event, 15,009, uh, that's the attendance, sorry, has sold almost twice as many tickets as AEW's World's End pay-per-view, 7,923. And that's cool congratulations let's look at the positives and again that's always my thing it's like why does everybody have to point out the negatives instead of congratulating the positives uh the bastard noah who more than likely is a bastard funny how AEW couldn't draw that much with punk but wwe can oh noah you sound so ignorant you need to think this is madison square garden we're talking about says King Smooth. Okay, TK can't even sell out Madison Square Garden, the bastard says. AEW never had a show in Madison Square Garden anyway, King Smoothie rebuttals. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bastard. I'm gonna start you stop using his whole handle, though. You don't get any more recognition on the show. Do do do. Who else is being toxic? Oh, this is this is awesome. John Gabriel, John Gabriel, Candling, Canding. Jeez, have an easier last name to say, can you? John Gabriel Canding says Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes is match of the year. It was a good match. I, I will give it a good match, but I don't think it made anybody's match of the year candidate. This I agree. I agree with Ricky Longhorns winning the Natty. Enough about 2015 Seth Rollins. 2018 Seth Rollins was insane. You get a like from us, Ricky. You get a like from us. Shout out to the Ace of Spades for following us just now. Sorry, I didn't mean to give y'all dead air. I was just scrolling the Twitter sphere again, trying to give y'all some juicy takes. And this is how it always seems to happen too. Every time I go onto Twitter live on the show, I never see any of the fucking intriguing shit. But all week leading up to the show, that's all that pops up, and it so much so to the point it gets nauseating, right? So much so that it gets fucking irritating. But then in turn. I try to pull it up during the show, and I'm like, where is it at? Where is it at, though? Can never seem to find it. What I need to find, and also, anybody listening, if y'all want to email me the, a link to this match to wrestlingmiddle at gmail.com, please do. I'm looking for some footage, some full match content. I want to see MJF versus CM Punk dog collar match, and I want it in full. Please send that footage to wrestlingmiddle at gmail.com, 
and not only will you be thanked live on air but we might send you a little something special a little something special which brings me to another good point i can kind of bring up now uh we are working on a wrestling middle raffle we trying to make a little extra money to upgrade the show so we want to do a raffle and try to get off some of these extra items we're getting in from pro wrestling tees and i can't tell you all what's gonna be a part of the raffle package but i'm telling you there's shirts stickers micro brawlers signed eight by tens it there's a lot of goodies that can go out during this raffle and when i get it all packaged together i'm gonna let y'all know a little bit more during that but for now let's just lightly mention it also lightly mentioning still and getting fucking hyped up for new year's episode next week and honestly saying that i'm i wish y'all could have a live visual of the wrestling in the middle studio right now saying that not only felt like a shining beacon of light and what i would deem my apologies I hope you've enjoyed this episode, but what I would deem as a lackluster episode in comparison, it's a shining light of beacon that next week is going to go the fuck off. Despite how you felt about this Christmas episode would just be today, I'm glad you stuck it with and had some fun, but next week is where it's really going to go the fuck off. New Year's award show, everybody, and we are going to start listing out the winners of our end of year awards i'm telling you checking these polls which you all have been so fucking awesome at voting in i did not expect this many votes to be sent out and i didn't expect them to go the direction they have laying these out is going to be insane plus we're going to get into some other shit that i can't talk about right now because it would be spoilers but I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm rubbing my hands together. Alright. Let's end this show with the rest of GMO. Have we started planning? I know the end of this, we're planning our Hell in a Cell pay-per-view card. Which, that that's going to be a whole other episode in of itself. Hopefully, I'm going to talk to Retro Hall about sponsoring that episode and uh, getting it out there. We are doing a full Hell in a Cell playthrough our gm mode special i did not want to include it in on the christmas special episode we're doing right now would have extended the time and made me have to talk for a fucking hour no i'm throwing some music in that bitch we're gonna do it like it's legit a pay-per-view i don't know why i didn't think of this concept before it's gonna be really fun and it it also just really excites me to finally in this 2024 get started uh doing the wrestling in the middle of my universe me and dylan talked about that months and months ago and it's it's just something we have not been able to schedule out just yet but we are so excited to bring to the forefront of what we want to accomplish in 2024 i feel like it would be really awesome to have that dynamic of running a wwe program versus running an aew program and kind of just fucking playing god with the universe a little bit i and this is my complaint right now i love my universe but for whatever reason i can't fucking play it and maybe somebody please send help my universe always crashes every time i get to the pay-per-view i can set up an amazing universe and turn all the settings off to not make the computer go overboard and by the time it gets to the wrestlemania backlash pay-per-view my shit crashes and i can't play it anymore so if anybody can send help on that please do because i'm fucking stuck but that said i think hmm, it's tough it's tough call to make here it's tough call to make i think we should go ahead sign off here i'm gonna throw y'all some catchy songs some good music see how i finish off and plan this hell in a cell pay-per-view so you can see the card you're getting when the hell in a cell special comes but thank you so much for joining me i don't mean to leave you guys so early at the same time 
I'm ready to go have Christmas with my family too, and I hope all of you guys have a happy holidays and get to spend it with your friends and family, and it's filled with positivity and love. In the words of the H3 podcast, peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. 
Sex all on my face, give a fuck about a bad bitch Fiend for me, I'm a mess up It's switch, I was shorty doing spells in the back, bitch Run it up, can never do enough My money, I can't fold it up Drop the top and hit the gas, you see me coming up I don't wanna talk about it, got me throwing up Bitch, you got me throwing up Bleed for me, I'm a blessing Test all on my face, give a fuck about a bad bitch Fiend for me, I'm a mess up Shorty doing spells in the back, bitch, run it up Could never do enough, my money, I can't fold it up Drop the top and hit the gas, you see me coming up I don't wanna talk about it, got me throwing up Bitch, you got me throwing up Need it, I feel defeated I'm falling on my knees, I wipe my head, my face is bleeding Need a reason, I'm stuck repeating Everything I said inside my head, I fall asleep in I'm losing conscience, it's not an option Leave me here to die, I lay myself inside this coffin I need to stop it, I'm so dramatic Lost inside my head and all I hear is fucking static I fucking had it For me, I'm a blast, yeah Tess all on my face, give a fuck about a bad bitch Fiend for me, I'm a mess up It's switch, I was shorty doing spells in the back